Hey, sorry for interrupting. This is Perry Kurtz, and I just want to tell you, I've got a new podcast. I know you're saying, oh, great, another one. Well, this one's different. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. Happy news, good stuff, things to make you feel good about life. We're going to be talking to famous and infamous people that are friends of mine and discussing the happy news. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as watching us on Binge on This on YouTube. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian, from the Binge on This channel, and welcome to another episode of What's Hood. That's right, an up-close-and-in-depth look at the Latinx community and history. Hopefully you guys are doing well today. I'm doing pretty good myself. Get ready to head out on my trip home. Haven't been home in a while, so it'll be nice to breathe in the Virginia air and see some some old friends and some family that I haven't seen in a while and so I'm very very excited about that but I'm also very excited about today's episode uh which is um very interesting to me I've never you know a lot of people they come up to me and they say hey O'Brien they you know cuz a lot of people I know are Italian and from New York and so they're like Hey Brian, hey, uh, you know what do you you know what's the deal with the you know the dudes who uh, you know they uh, ride the subways and they got the horns and they got the little guitars and the you know the violins and they start sing crying. It's 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 well, what is it? What's the deal with that? Huh? What, what, what's up with that? Huh? You know is what they say to me, and um, I I just respond back. You know I I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Because I don't know much about the humble beginnings of El Mariachi. And so today's episode is going to be about mariachis. So to start off, what is a mariachi band? Well... Mariachis or the Mariachi Band first consisted of the classic colonial instruments of the time. So essentially what happened was when Cortez, shout outs to Cortez who inevitably destroyed and created the uh, South American culture, but Cortez shows up and brings along the instruments from Spain. Violins, guitars, harps, brass horns, woodwinds. The Indian population and the mestizos, which is you guys and me and us and everybody, not only learned how to play the European instruments, but they adapted it to their own music and their own styles, which at the time they had incorporated a lot of their own instruments as well, which was rattles and drums and flutes and horns and so that's why you'll get these sort of contrasting sounds in regards to the mari the mariachi sound it sounds very it's very it sounds african it sounds spanish um and again that de it it also depends on which which type of 
you know, music you're, you're listening to in regards to, like, corridos and, um, you know, I always say uh, these, the, the pardon me, this word wrong, but jarrodos, uh, I think. I don't know. But anyways, so they learned the music, they got together, and they started typically playing it around weddings it was a it was uh notably used for weddings uh occasionally for some theater theatrical productions but mostly for weddings in the beginning typically in a complete mariachi band there are as many as six to eight violins two trumpets uh, and a guitar now it sounds like a ska band and then they have a higher-pitched, sort of rounded guitar called a vihuela. And it gives it sort of that traditional mariachi rhythmic sort of... I guess I can... I don't know. And then they have the big-ass guitar, the deep voice guitarro, which is uh, European in its origins. And so those make up your classic mariachi band. Uh, those instruments are very unique, you know, typically they, you don't throw them together, again, that's why, you, you know, sky ends up being the way it ends up being, and, but it does, it, it there's something very sweet about it, you know, it has, it has those violins against the loud-ass fucking trumpets, and, you know, it's all, it's all, there's very, something very nice about mariachis, and, and, and you don't even need to be Mexican, I think, to appreciate Corridos and 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 things of of that nature. So now there is some dispute over the name mariachi as to why it, it was it, it's called mariachi or why we end up using the title. Some people say it's because it's the marriage thing of it. You know, mariachi derived from the French word for marriage, but. Some people have discredited this. You know, it seems that the word has appeared as early as the 16th century, even before, you know, French intervention. Uh, some people believe that it's in regards to the wooden platforms on which the musicians used to perform on, which was made of the wood of the pilla or sirimos tree. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm just a guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning this with you guys. And there was this other dumbass thing that was like, yet another theory claims that the guitars were made of this wood. And I'm like, yeah, guitars are made of wood, dumbass. Like, But anyways, the mariachi music that we know of today originally came from Jalisco in Mexico. According to the popular legend in the area of Cocula, the mariachi was the distinctive version of the theatrical performances that were developed in Jalisco at the time. Which, again, I thought is, is very cool. They had a, a set piece, essentially, which, you know, all, all European, you know, theater had that. And so, uh, again, the Indian culture and the mestizos of the time simply just adopted that. And sure, they were being forced to adopt a religious stance that they didn't believe in by force essentially but that the you know this came out of it i mean a lot of stuff came out of it but whatever so the uh, traditional dance techniques associated with the mariachi music at the beginning 
uh, are called Harisenas or Harosos. Sometimes it's called Zapateos, uh, which is a dance which originally started in Spain. That's sort of the one that where the people hit the heels of their boot into the dance floor. They do this crazy kind of like country kind of country dance. Another typical mariachi dance, the Jarabe tapia, Tapatio. Brian, chill out. The Jarabe Tapatio. Or the Mexican hat dance from Guadalajara in the state of Jalisco, which is the national dance of Mexico. It's pretty, pretty wild. You know, I'm not much of a dancer. I know that may surprise you guys if you've seen me in real life because I have such long amazing dancer legs but i've also been very very envious of uh, people who can move and jam in that way it makes me wish i could i'm also a fan of ice skating too i think that's why ice skating is cool as shit bro like you know maybe i wouldn't i don't know if i could honestly i mean i could probably beat up a couple of ice skaters but if you know who knows that you gotta have a lot of balance you have to be on your toes or maybe you just have to be on skates at all time maybe that's maybe the key to it all uh, once you get off the skates then you're just a, a, a duck so there are no standouts in the early 20th century of the mariachi music even though mariachi music goes back hundreds of years because the groups were so local and, and essentially semi-professional they were almost entirely unknown outside of their own region. But about 60 years ago, when Mariachi Vargas de Tecatitlan, oh my goodness, sorry guys, founded by uh, Gaspar Vargas in 1898, went from Jalisco to Mexico City. They were invited to play at the inauguration in 1934 of the president. Uh, who at the time had an incredible interest in fostering the native culture of Mexico. Once that happened and they performed, it was a huge hit, and the Mariachi Vargas uh, instantly became uh, the toast of the town. After that, it kind of blew up. Um, his son, the son of Casper Vargas, Silvestre Vargas, took over in 1928, and he hired Ruben Fuentes. So from there, Fuentes really kicked it up to a whole nother level. By 1950, the 1950s, the Mariachi Ensemble had become, you know, an adaptable orchestra and had the ability to retain its traditional base while still assimilating new music ideas and styles. Look at that, straight from the mouth of babes. The importance of Mariachi Vargas cannot be overestimated. Its arrangements have become the definitive statement of what the mariachi should be. So if you guys are interested in checking out some of the original OG shit, just go to YouTube and type Mariachi Vargas, and that's going to be your go-to point. I'd also like to mention that a lot of this information that I got is from a paper titled History of Mariachi, which is an except, uh, let's see, is an excerpt from Mexico, the meeting of two cultures. Looks like it was, look at that, it was made for the 7-Eleven Hispanic Arts Festival. That's uh, that's weird, but interesting. So, uh, mariachis obviously are still, you know, known and, and seen around um, to this day. They are now used often to celebrate great moments in the lives of Mexican people and anyone really. 
with anything from the Serenata, you know, all the way to the, and I, oh man, I hate butchering this, the, the uh, sones, danzas, jotas, things like that, you know, they're, they're part of every essential part, essentially they're part of every Mexican's culture at one point or another. It's interesting to note that in a society where men and women are kept apart for the most part, I don't know if you guys notice this or if you are a white listener who doesn't know what I'm talking about, but if you go to, you know, a carnazada or you go to a big event where the community is very Hispanic or particularly Mexican, um, the men and the women uh, split up into different groups, you know, one side, the other side. It might be that in your family, too. I don't want to generalize, but they women talk about shenanigans. Men talk about other shenanigans. The kids go and play around. That's kind of how it always is for the most part. And I, a lot of that has to do with a really weird power dynamic in regards to relationships and the positions of men and women as far as the Hispanic community is concerned, which is something we'll touch on in, on a different episode. But the mariachi with the serenata allows the men and women to begin a rite of courtship, back in the day at least. Uh, the... Serenata, which is a serenade, was a means for the young man to communicate his love to the woman, to communicate how he felt about her. So he would have the mariachis write a piece for him. They would deliver it to his old lady, and then they would meet up later behind the dumpster uh, at the 7-Eleven, and they would smash it out. Brought to you by 7-Eleven. But the mariachi was also there for your birthday. It's not unusual to wake up to a traditional song called Las Mañanitas, when you're born, on your birthday, whatever. So, you guys may have heard this and know what I'm talking about. I'll butcher it if I sing it right now. I think it's... I think it's... Que lindo que esta la mañana Que le vengo a saludarte I think. I don't know. <laughs> And the mariachi music has even made its way into the church, the Roman Catholic Church. The Misa Panamericana is a mariachi folk mass sung in Spanish that uses traditional instruments to create a vivid new interpretation of the traditional elements of the service. Very cool. And that right there is a little bit about the history of the mariachi. Very neat. It's very cool to know that the mariachi's music has changed and evolved as much as it has all throughout Mexico's history. I, for one, didn't know as much about mariachis as I did before then, nor did I know about gentlemen such as, you know, Silvestre Vargas. I didn't know about, you know, um, Mariachi Vargas. Didn't know about any of that. But now, I know a little bit about it, and maybe you know a little bit about it too, so that the next time that you get into the cash cab and they ask you, hey, who created 
Mariachi Vargas, you're going to be like, bruh, that was Casper uh, uh, Vargas, Casper Vargas, and Sylvester Vargas, motherfucker, and bam, 100,000 bucks. So, guys, thank you so much. This is a bit of a short one, but, you know, it's better better a short one than none at all. So, um, thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any questions, any suggestions on something that we can talk about or, or make on our end, please let us know. You can get in contact with us at on our Instagram at what's hood three six five, or you can email us at binge on this channel at gmail.com. And if you also would like, you can follow us on YouTube where all of the what's hood episodes are available one through 34 on YouTube, simply by searching binge on this. And the more people we get to subscribe onto the show, the more likely we are to getting our own YouTube link, making it a little easier for everybody to find us. So hopefully everybody is doing well. Make sure that you guys are looking out for each other. Make sure that you are being smart. You're studying. You're doing your best to try and make yourself better every day and that you are ready for the next fight. Stay strong, my people. Black Lives Matter. I'll catch you in the next light.